Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Welcome to the Roundtable, everybody. If you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network, I'm super duper excited about a special theatrical event that's happening in New York City. You have seen our next guest in everything. And in solidarity with the, the strikes, the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild Awards, I'm not going to tell you what she has done, but she has done everything, literally. 250 plus credits of all sorts of things. I, I checked my hair, I make sure there's gel and everything is good. You know, you never know. Lynn, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here, Lachey. Oh, thank you. We have had, we've had our, our technological challenges getting to this place, but I'm very happy to, and you, you just, it's so pleasure to meet you, Rob. No, you are a pleasure and you are an actor's actor. You have been, a chameleon um, for the 200 and plus credits. And now you bring all of your toolbox and all of your skill as an actor on stage here in New York City. What was it like when you first got to do this piece in Los Angeles? I, I'm so baffled by the whole experience because I've had, I wrote 10 pages I mean, I don't consider myself a writer. I just consider myself an expresser, if there's such a word. So I wrote, I wrote about 10 pages. I don't even know how long ago. And I've had it, you know, sitting in my computer. So day one, that was what the, the thing was in my computer, when every time I'd look at the 10 pages. And um, every once in a while, I'd read it to somebody. And, I, and they'd say, yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, it's good. And, well, what should we do with it? Well, I don't know. You know so this kind of went on for a long time. And it wasn't until Robert Galinsky, who directed the show, um, he does one-man shows. And he he's brilliant at what he does. It's about his experiences. Um, he's a highly energetic, uh, really extraordinarily talented man. And my manager is how I went to see his show. She's a friend of his, and uh, they have mutual friends. You know, it's one of those kind of net networking friendships. So... Um, he was do. I saw his show several years ago, and I thought he was really great. And then, just probably last October, um, he was doing his show for one more day, a, a new show, one day in L.A. And Gina said, "Do you want to go?" And I wasn't in the mood to go out. I'm after co. I I'm still got COVIDitis in a way, in terms of fear, <laughs> fear of crowds and fear of the world a little bit. And um, so I thought, no, it's all right. I've already seen him. And then I thought, well, I'll go. I, I, I love being with my manager. She's just great. Gina Rugolo is her name. And um, so we went to the show and it was wonderful. It was about his experiences. Uh, actually, he teaches, or I don't know exactly what the terminology is from his perspective, but he, he deals with inmates at Rikers Island and encourages them to do um you know, to find themselves and do acting exercises, which often elicit reality from your own life that you don't want to face, mm. face necessarily. And so it's a wonderful thing he does for these usually young people who are incarcerated. And it was about that. And after the show, I just, uh, he, and he remembers it as I went up and I said, you were on fire, Robert. Do you want to direct my show? I don't remember saying that, <laughs> but he did. He did. And, um, so I, I thought, okay, I'll send him the 10 pages. So I sent him the, the pages and he got back to me immediately and said, great, let's do it. Keep writing. So that was how 
the genesis of the beginning to really create a full piece. And I just kept writing and writing and we were doing Zoom calls. There was no real contact um, still. This Well, I just, you know, he was actually, he was in New York and I was in LA anyway. So um, I would send him pages and we'd do a Zoom call and I'd read him the new pages and he'd say, great, keep writing. So very slowly, it sort of started to evolve. And finally, uh, together, we thought this would be really cool to put, you know, put up on stage. So coincidentally, the Fringe Festival, which is a big theatrical festival, um, was happening. And, you know, L.A. is really a film town. It's not really, there's wonderful small theaters and wonderful work being done, but generally people think of film. And um, that this was happening simultaneously with this idea that was that was gaining momentum was really exciting. And the Hudson Theater, which is where Robert did his show, I'm familiar with. I've been there several times. And we thought, let's reach out to Zeke at, the, at Hudson Theater. And there was a space available. And we were scheduled for four performances. And I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> I thought, OK. So um, we started working toward the show, um, the, the Fringe, which wasn't. I guess it was, and now I don't even remember the exact time frame of that, but um, we started rehearsing and refining and refining. And the first performance was, I, I don't even know how to process it. it. It's such a personal sort of private story, um, but I am very good at comedy. And so we made it very heavy on the comedy end um, and some of it I made up and some, most of it's real, but I actually embellished to make it theatrical, you know, a little more theatrical. And the response was unbelievable. I mean, people were really, and this was the first performance, which when I look back was very rough and, and pretty raw. And, um, but long, long story short, we got great, great results from the people that saw it. Everyone was very happy. They gave us lots of testimonials, audience testimonials. And I said to my, and people kept saying, this would be a great, you know, this would be a great show to take to New York. It's bare bones. There's no big fancy sets, costumes, people, um, you know, nothing has to be loaded in and loaded out except for a motorcycle. That was the, that's the only other partner on stage with me is a black BMW motorcycle. And that I found that bike, it almost gives me goose pimples to talk about it. Um, it's, a, it's a vintage bike. It was uh, from 19... It's, they only made the, the, that bike, that model, uh, 67, 68, and 69. And I found a friend who said, oh, how will, th will this do? And he sent me a picture of the bike, and I almost passed out because <laughs> it was just about the same bike. And um, Ron Carlson is his name. He's a wonderful director and also a become a very, very good friend. And he was just said, sure, you can use it. He actually rented a U-Haul and brought it to the theater. And I mean, it, everything had a kiss of success to it. I mean, everything seemed to fall into place. So cut to, which is what I say in the show, actually, because it's part theater, it's part screenplay, it's part poetry, it's part song, it's part storytelling. It's a very untraditional format um, that I have created. And I really like it. I think it's, it's engaging and different. And it's refined itself as we went, but we started thinking, so after the show, and uh, I said to my manager, I said, what do you think about doing this in New York? And she said, sure. <laughs> Done. Done. Well, sort of, but long story short. So I have family that have an apartment in New York. 
So I had a place to stay because that would have been a deal breaker if I had to stay at a hotel. Forget that was more than the budget of the whole show. Robert, who has done his show, has a whole team in place of wonderful people who have helped him create. He has something he does here in New York called Battle Axe, which is kind of a, I, I haven't seen it actually, but it sounds great. It's sort of audience participation and very wild and wooly. And um, Robert has just been a, an angel is the only way I can. And I literally mean that. He, he's a wonderful person for me to be around because I'm terrified of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Robert is that guy. He just gives you a lot of support, um, not and not BS support, but just reminding you what we're doing and how it's going and who's involved and how good it's going. And so here we are. I have done three performances in New York at the wonderful um, the theater. I, I'm not sure it's called. I'm not sure what the venue is called exactly. Stage. I'm still half in L.A. in my mind. No, it's okay. I have to have it because we have to promote it. But <laughs> You're at Theater Row on, theater on Row. Right, right on 42nd Street in the heart of the theater district in New York City. Yes. And it's it's just a beautiful space. It's very similar. In, it, it's more vertical. And the, the, the uh, theater in L.A. was very horizontal. So it's a different kind of filling the theater. But so far, we had a standing ovation the first night and... Uh, the, the shows have been, you know, we're gaining audience, which is, of course, very important um, because it is an audience show. And I still feel like I'm getting my sea legs. You know, I'm so nervous about everything. My, my son is who did the sound design for the show and is both a writer and a musician. Um, he came with us to set levels and to, you know, I'm using a very small little mic just so I don't because I, I, there's portions of the show that are very quiet. And I, I don't want, it's good for me to not have to fill the house with volume. I started out in theater, so I know how to do that. But it's, this piece requires a little more intimacy. So we've gotten that together. Um, we also, Robert happened to be friends with a, a, a man named Josh White, who created the first psychedelic lighting in the 60s for all the big bands. He worked with the Grateful Dead. I mean, all these people were his clients who... It's that sort of swirling, swirling, oily colors that sort of merge and interact with each other. And he has decided designed the lighting design. So the stage is bare but perfect, in my opinion. Everything is wood. There's no metal. There's just a couple chairs, um, a beautiful table, um, a, a, an apple box. It's really bare bones. And it's the story... This, this can make me cry even to talk about the story is really from uh, my experience in my heart. And I recognize I'm a really great writer. And I don't say that with ego, but I have a sense of rhythm about dialogue. Um, and I've never been a great reader. I, everybody gets mad at me because I don't read enough, but I'm not a very good reader. I, I, I maybe I didn't learn well, you know, I learned reading years and years ago. They do it different now. And I read very slowly and um, my mind wanders a lot when I read. So, <laughs> so the fact that I'm a good writer is sort of magical, both to me and everybody who knows me. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm thrilled about the piece. So we're just now, I'm still kind of superstitious. I don't want to do too much. I want to keep my energy contained. I do my yoga. I, you know, I do my, um, I don't want to go through the material too much, but I don't want to go through it too little and, so this is a very uh, emotional and phenomenal experience for me. The best, yes. of, the best of my life. Well, I mean, so 
long, but no, this is what it's this is what we want to know. This just so I have to come see this show, everybody. It runs through October 8th. Correct. It's at Theater Row. Some of the greatest theater pieces have been created there, and just like this. And if you want to get tickets, I just want people to know it's called Tripping on Life. And trippingonlifetheplay.com will lead you right to the schedule. You only have until October 8th, so you need to grab your tickets. It is a beautiful, I mean, I have the poster here that we can we can show you as well, talking about the motorcycle. There it is. It's a five-week only engagement through October 8th. So you got to go to Tripping on Life, Tripping on Life, the play.com. Okay. So what I wanted to say to you is people can get tickets to meet you after the show, which I know is a huge thing in the world we live in, in pop culture and in, in, in things that are fun. And this is not, so get your tickets, grab your tickets and grab your picture and meet this legend, legend. We've grown up watching you. Um, What is it like to share not play a character, but really be based on uh, on your experiences of solo exploration, personal growth, the 1960s. This is a vulnerability that's different than 1968, the year that was, is the way I call it. Um, it's really been a very, it's a fascinating experience to do the show, um, which is something I, I, I've never, I've never had that kind of experience before. Because um, I, I really do relive the experiences and I want to share that with the audiences. And the more comfortable I am with my own material, the, this last performance we had this past uh, Saturday was just great. Because it's sort of a, a give and take with the audience. Their responses, that's, that's, that's very typical of live theater in which it makes theater very special as opposed to film where you everybody else has to be quiet while you're doing what you do. And this is quite the opposite. You want people to be noisy and and expressive about what you do and join in with you. And we had like a really nice dialogue and it opened me up too. So I still feel there's very many places for me to explore. I play all the characters. I play my mother, I play Marshall, who was, who was my husband. I play um, the cops, I play, uh, so I basically, uh, I play Jim, the psychedelic <laughs> creature <laughs> from, yes. from my past who I adored. And they're all real people. I mean, they definitely were people in my life. And um, I even played my father. So it's 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 entertaining in that way. It's not just a narrative. Um, I'm hoping that the characterizations become richer too as I go. I'm getting I'm gaining more courage. I was terrified. I've never been that scared in my life to do anything. I, I really can say that after all the work I've done and all the years I've had. I mean, you always get like before, you know, before action on a can on a film or that there's that magical moment when you are backstage, um, when you hear the audience come in. Um, I started out in live theater here in New York. I, I went to Columbia University. I was in their School of the Arts Theater. So I lived here for three years doing theater, theater, theater. I was lucky to study with Stella Adler and uh, Lee Strasberg and Uta Hagen were my three teachers. So I, I, I don't just wing it. You know, I really, I'm, I've been allowed to develop a talent I, I have. I mean, I, I'm, I'm able to finally say that with confidence. It doesn't mean it's any less scary to do it, <laughs> but it does mean if I get it right, it's, you know, I, I know, I know it works for, in terms of people, uh, people accepting your, your, your means of expression. So, um, 
So I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> no, it inspired what you just said really inspires me as an actor at lunch in a fifth grade classroom. <laughs> but, is that where you are? That's where I am right now. <laughs> That's, that's your fifth graders are it. They're they're oh. it. That's that's where I'm trying to get back to. <laughs> so I hear you. What inspires me as an actor, you said Adler, you said Strasbourg. I, I was went to Meisner Conservatory, wherever your toolbox is from, wherever you're acting, that no matter how many credits, no matter how many works you've done, no matter how many people have known you from different things, that you as the actor still take your pages that you wrote and do the work every single time you get a project. Yeah, you and you must because if you stop doing that, you lose the soul and heart of what it is you're trying to express. Because this is a means of expression; it's not the expression itself. You know, and it, it has your lines have to be filled. They're not lines. I mean, there's some they are, but it's up to you to make them come alive. And and that's still a source, whether it's someone else's words or whether it's my own words. Um, I couldn't ever see anyone else doing this. Like people have said, so would it be something you could, you know, because um, it's an entertaining piece. But I don't think that's the the route, the road I I would be interested in taking. And this may just be it. We do it these performances here in in New York, and it wraps up, and I'm done. Or I don't know. It may have a life. I I started writing it as a film, and and there's still when I when I and I have a script. I use my script. I don't read direct. I don't have like this, but it's part of the. A script and pencil is part of my props. I mean, it's what I express myself with while I'm while I'm telling my story, and um, it's it's just important to make those words come alive. And everyone would do them differently, but in this situation, I don't know if I could handle having someone else. Do it. <laughs> I understand. I can. Yeah. Well, I'm sold. You're going to catch me down on Forty Second Street at Theater Row. Um, we're just such a you fan. You better come and say hello, Robert. You better uh, stop and come back. <laughs> I, I promise. I feel like I, I, we're buddies now. We've spent some good time together. I'm just so happy that you took time out of your schedule because I know what it's like to do a solo show. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of work and, and mental preparedness and physical preparedness. And you took your time to spend some time with me. is the utmost honor. Um, I want everyone to go to trippingonlifetheplay.com, grab your tickets, get VIP tickets to have a special meet and greet after the experience. And if you want to follow, go to at, it's right here, at Miss Lynn Shea, right there on Instagram. You can find and follow so we can keep up to date. I have a feeling this is not the end for this piece. I think it's only the beginning. Oh, that would be, that's, that would be one. I mean, it would be wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm having the, literally the time of my life. Of all the work I've done, this has been the most exciting thing I've ever done. I mean, it just is because, and it's the most terrifying. I mean, and embrace your terror because you're going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one better for terror than you. We, we, we have, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you for the work. Thank you for the entertainment. And thank you for the art. It, it's been a joy to watch and we can't wait for what's next. Well, thank you so much, Robert. What a beautiful interview. And thank you to all who are interested. And I just encourage everybody to, to, to always invest whatever they do with their own story, you know, that, because someone else's lines are also filled with your, your story. And um, one other thought is that when an interesting thing about material is there is still a story to tell within the framework of the, of the piece. You can't just cry at the end when you're supposed to be happy. <laughs> you know, there's like, you need to follow your own, the story of what you're you're dealing with, but also fill it with your own, your own story. I guess that's the way to express it. So I'm go gonna, guys. 
write that down in my notebook. And every time I get the chance to be myself or someone else, I'm going to have to take a peek at that. That is beautiful advice to everyone out there in life and in art. You're the best. I, I'm so excited to have talked to you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Robert. This has been delightful. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.